That it is, and that's not going so well. But we'll get to that later. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. What is up, Chris Carlin? Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. Amber, what's going on? Uh, I not not much apparently maybe a little too much McDonald's on your end of things but we have plenty of time to get into that since we're taking you up until seven o'clock Eastern today yes we are and there's so much to do want you to be a big part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 Brian Windhorse says DeAndre Ayton is very close to being on the move we will get into that in just a little while Mina Kimes is going to join us later in the show we begin though with a poll that was taken by Jeremy Fowler, and it is ranking all of the different positions in the NFL and going through and getting the top 10 players at each position. And so each day these will come out on ESPN.com, and naturally you're starting with quarterbacks. Now these, these are 50 different coaches, executives, scouts, players, that have all contributed to this to really give a good sample across the board as to who are the top 10 players at each position. And Amber, we're starting at quarterback, and I've already got problems. Not many right at the very top, but let's just give you the list real quick. Aaron Rodgers, one. Patrick Mahomes, two. Josh Allen, three. Tom Brady, four. Joe Burrow, five. Matthew Stafford, six. Justin Herbert, seven. Russell Wilson, eight. Deshaun Watson, nine. Dak Prescott, ten. Your first glance at this list, what jumped out to you right away? Because I've got a few. My first glance at this list, it jumped out to me that they have the greatest quarterback of all time, barely in the top five here at fourth, right? And Tom Brady on this list is below Josh Allen. He's below Patrick Mahomes. He's below Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers component of this being number one, I have a hard time arguing with that. Uh, I guess if we could knock him down a peg or two because of the tattoo, Carlin. But in terms of how well he's playing, the back-to-back MVP should be at the top of this list, right? I don't find that controversial at all. I do think beyond one, though, we could get into some minutia here about who should go where. We did see Joe Burrow have the season that he had he rounds out the top five but there's still people out there that think Justin uh, Herbert is better than Joe Burrow he's not in the top five Matthew Stafford is there though ahead of Herbert that's interesting I know Stafford's obviously coming off of a Super Bowl win how much of that is the team and how much of that was Stafford alone and then there's quarterbacks like Russell Wilson coming off of a down year Deshaun Watson I mean do you remember the last time he played football and of course Dak rounding out the top 10 because you got to get the cowboy in there. <laughs> well, that that feels like part of it, right? But that's where I started. I kind of started at the bottom of the list and worked my way up. You're and, a 10 to 1 kind of guy. Yes. And the first problem I had is Dak Prescott being a top 10 quarterback because Amber, he's not a top 10 quarterback yet. We have to stop with this idea that when you put somebody in that position and they throw up good numbers that immediately that's what they are we have seen Dak Prescott in big situations we have seen him fail in big situations and I've also not seen Dak Prescott fully elevate those around him and it's funny I look at a couple of guys that are not in the top 10 
that were honorable mention uh, in the top ten, just outside the top ten. Lamar Jackson? I, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson's a top ten quarterback. I don't care what the passing numbers say specifically because of everything he can do. I think Derek Carr's better than Dak Prescott because when I look at what Prescott had to work with and I look at what Derek Carr had to work with, Prescott had three top 40 receivers in terms of yards, and da- and and Derek Carr had one. How am I supposed to look at a guy that couldn't keep track of the time at the end of a game in the playoffs and think that he's a top 10 quarterback with everything that he has had to work with? Yeah, there are some glaring omissions here. Kyler Murray also was mentioned as an honorable mention. I think Lamar, for me, is the biggest of the honorable mentions. Most people, I think, would have him in the top 10, particularly over Dak. And it's funny, though, because Carlin Dak, and I don't know if it's just because, and I'm not a, I'm not a person who hates on Dak. I know you're far more down on Dak Prescott than I am. But I wonder if it is just a little bit of a bump because he is, you know, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Because... Mm-hmm. Even in the description here, it says that when you pull all the numbers, Dak, his resume, it's good. He's very good. He's not great. And if you consider a top 10 placement, to me, everybody in the top 10 should be great. A quarterback who won an MVP in Lamar Jackson, like that, even if it was down in terms of QBR this past season, at one point, you can't argue with me that Lamar Jackson's resume doesn't look great at certain points. Dak Prescott's resume never looks great at any point. It looks very good at times it never Mm -hmm. looks great and to me you should have portions on your resume if not the whole darn thing but maybe in the bottom half of the top 10 fine we could have at least a portion on our resume that elevates to that level of great and so I think that gets a little bit of a bump here because the Dallas Cowboy factor because it does say he was seventh last year in these rankings so he's actually moved back from where he was but it also says that he is consistently although he's never he did not get a single time Top five vote when they were counting up the votes, which does factor into their evaluation here. He gets a ton of between seven and 10 votes. Like that is Dak Prescott's sweet spot. Everybody seems to have him in that seven to 10 spot, Carlin, but I'm with you, even though I'm a person that might have Dak like 11th. So I wouldn't have him far outside the top 10. Uh, I still have a hard time putting him inside the top 10 without that greatness, that great moment on his resume. Not yet. Not yet. And well, you say not yet. I mean, it's, how long have we been doing this with Dak Prescott? Like, no, I mean, I, you're right. You're right. And I shouldn't even say not yet. I mean, he he hasn't had that moment. He hasn't had a moment for, for me to be convinced about him. And that speaks volumes to me. I mean, with Russell Wilson at eight, is either one of us going to deny that Russell Wilson's a great quarterback? I I'm don't like you. Russell Wilson at eight. Well, here's the thing. When we're having the conversation about how this list is composed, are we taking and an, now given like there's interviews, there's film, apparently it's, you know, entire uh, work product in addition to obviously coming off of this last season. If you're taking Russell's entire career, then like obviously fine. He's a top 10 quarterback, mm-hmm. but I could make an argument if we're coming off of last season. I mean, are we just, are we evaluating these quarterbacks based on where they are entering 2022, 23? Well, because- we must be if that's where Josh Allen is in front of Tom Brady. Right, and so that would be my argument there. But I find this contradictory because by that standard, Russell Wilson should not even be a top 10 quarterback. He wasn't a top 10 quarterback 
this past season. However, if you want to expand his resume beyond this past season, which was a down season for him in Seattle, and you assume that he's going to bounce back in Denver, then I don't have a problem with him on the top 10 list. But you're right. By that evaluation, Tom Brady absolutely needs to be ahead of at least Josh Allen. My problem with it, though, is when we start getting into down seasons and things like that with a guy like Wilson, a down season is 25 touchdowns and six picks. And they don't jump off the page. He's not throwing 50 touchdowns. That's not who he is. I mean, the lowest QBR of his career was this past season. Absolutely true. But it was still pretty good. (laughs) It's still pretty good. And listen, he had the injured finger, right? He did have the surgery on that finger. So that would also question their offensive line too. But listen, there's a lot we can go into in terms of establishing who belongs where. I think you bring up an interesting thing with a few more of these. Number one, and we'll get into them uh, all individually more in depth throughout the show. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. It is Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson. Amber's filling in today for Chris. Um, Deshaun Watson, you make a very fair point, has not played football in a year and a half, two years. And the last time we saw him, he was throwing for 5,000 yards. So we do, we understand how good Deshaun Watson is when he's on the field. I would also point out that when he did that, it was on an exceptionally bad football team. I mean, that was an atrocious football team, and they couldn't make anything happen with a guy that threw for 4,800 yards. And so for me, um, how is he is he immediately going to be great when he comes back? Is he somebody that I can put in the top ten right now because of that? It's awfully hard to do. And and it's not like we have seen his greatness translate for his football team yet. Well, we haven't. He was four and twelve in the best season of his entire career, right? That's the season. I mean, he threw four almost 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, over 70% completion percentage back in 2020, and the Texans went 4-12. and That's the knock against Deshaun Watson is that it hasn't always resulted in the win column. But again, when we're talking about how the evaluation is made on this list, I mean, I haven't seen Deshaun Watson play football since then. So I have on this list then Josh Allen above Tom Brady because of this past season, although Tom Brady, by the way, this past season still record phenomenal numbers and was in the MVP conversation at a point. But Josh Allen presumably ahead of Tom Brady because of recent times on this list. And if we're evaluating recent times, then what the heck is Deshaun Watson doing on this list, Carlin? And then if I'm looking at entire career, then frankly, from a football perspective, and I know we're going to get into this more specifically later in the show as well, because frankly, we don't get to talk about Deshaun Watson on the field from a football perspective very much. So we are going to do that today as we take you up until seven o'clock Eastern here on Canty and Carlin. But Deshaun Watson, he wasn't the ninth best quarterback in the league the last time I saw him play football. I mean, he was a top five quarterback in the league the last time I saw him play football. So if we're judging it on that, then frankly, he's too low on this list. So there's a lot to unpack here in this top 10. Let's get to Josh Allen for a minute because he is somebody that is at an exceptionally high level in terms of the regard on this list at number three. Let's listen to Keyshawn this morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and his take on Josh Allen as it relates 
to the success of the Buffalo Bills. I don't believe Josh Allen is the reason that the Buffalo Bills were in the position that they were in. I believe it was the coaching. I believe it was the the acquisition of Diggs through the general manager and Brandon Bean. I like Josh Allen, but I'm just not that guy that all of a sudden look up and because Josh Allen had two good solid seasons back to back that he is just getting ready to be the next guy. Even Even though people pushing it that way, I don't, I need to see more. That's just me. Key, people aren't pushing it that way. Josh Allen's pushing it that way. I mean, he threw for 73 touchdowns in the last two seasons. And the Bills are everybody's favorite to get to the Super Bowl and to potentially win the Super Bowl this coming year. And somehow, I'm supposed to believe that this is more about narrative than about actual play and what he has meant to the Buffalo Bills. And we're just talking about the pass game, let alone what Josh Allen does with the run game. See, Amber, I had no problem putting Allen above Brady here because I was under the assumption that this was based on right this second. Who do you want? Who's your guy to go win a game? And I get that. We know that Brady is capable of losing in the postseason because we just saw it. But Allen, well, we to know me, Allen is as well. Absolutely. And we just saw <laughs> I've it. I've seen him do a lot less in the postseason than I've seen Brady do, in fairness. No, and I'm Brady. not knocking. Yeah, don't get me wrong here. It, it, that That is, I mean, if people, I've heard a lot today on the network, people calling it recency bias and all that stuff. That's fine. It, it is supposed to be recency biased because, we're talking about the top 10 quarterbacks for this coming season, as in right now. Yeah, it is supposed to be recency, right? Uh, yeah. It is recent that we're looking at and we're determining their resumes going into 2022-23. We're not evaluating what Dan Marino did. I mean, there has no. to be some recency bias involved when you're putting together this list. That's not my problem. I love Keyshawn for that bite, though. That is that is radio gold, right? Because <laughs> what is he talking about? My favorite part of that bite is that he's like, just because of two back-to-back great seasons. Like, I mean, come on. He's only been in the league for three. Like, he, didn't even, he didn't even call them great, by <laughs> like, the way. He called like them, this, you know, pretty good seasons. I mean, the overwhelming majority of Josh Allen's career is remarkable, but I'm not willing to go there and say that he's elite. I mean, in year one, he went from a 52.8% uh, completion percentage to, by year three, almost a 70% completion percentage. It's absurd to say that Josh Allen... And let's not even count in the 700-yards he rushed for, 750 yards. Exactly. So it's absurd to say that Josh Allen, at 25 years old, is not already, frankly, well on his way uh, to being an incredibly elite, maybe Tom Brady one-day caliber quarterback. But he ain't there yet. And so I guess my problem with this, I don't have a problem with the recency bias, but my problem is, even when we look at recency, Carlin, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about a Tom Brady who had the most passing yards and passing touchdowns in the NFL this past season his 68.1 QBR was second only to Aaron Rodgers so to me Tom Brady is still inarguably the second best quarterback in the league and I'll let you know when his mid-40s catch up to him but apparently it ain't yet maybe it does here now it does say in this evaluation and again you can pull up these rankings on the dot com it does say in this evaluation that Josh Allen just slightly edged out Tom Brady because it was based apparently 
on who would you want to start a franchise with in 2022. Well, that's a totally different evaluation because, frankly, then why is Aaron Rodgers number one at this list? Like, that knocks down all the guys who are over the age of 35. Let's be honest. So there's definitely some conflicting, contradictory uh, parameters when they're putting this list together. Nevertheless, good job, ESPN. Sports Radio Gold, we love it. Keep pumping out these lists. Again, check it out on the .com. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, not to mention your smart speaker, Amber Wilson, in for Chris today. I'll give you one other hot take out of this, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to look at this list. I'm always a guy that wants to look at these lists and evaluate the players as to if I had to go win a game today, who am I taking? Aaron Rodgers is not the first name on this list. Aaron Rodgers well, is... is it a regular season game or a postseason game? Well, I, I, I'm treating it as a postseason game. Put it that way. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, if I'm being honest, I have to go win, the, win a game in the postseason... Maybe third, maybe fourth. Whoa. So who's the top Possibly of this list? Possibly fifth. For you, well, on your evaluation. Then, right now? Win, win a game, one off a game. Oh, I'd Who put Mahomes be? in front of him. Okay. I'd, put, I'd put Brady in front of him. Uh, Out of those I, two guys, who are you going with first? I would put, listen, I have to win a game today. I have to pick Brady. Right. I have to. Me too. I have to win a game today. I'm picking Mahomes in front of Aaron Rodgers. I have to win a game today. I mean, I, I might even take Russell Wilson in front of Rodgers if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put it like that. You know, to that's me, a, that's a hot take, Chris Carlin. Yeah. Well, my point is, is that simply the guy in the tough spot that I know is going to deliver no matter what. And if you go and you look at Aaron Rodgers' postseason numbers. The numbers are fine. They're they're good. And you want to call it recency bias based on what I just saw against San Francisco? I get it. Look at the picture. Look at the overall picture. 12 and 10 in his career in the playoffs. 12 and 10. Aaron Rodgers, Amber, should not have been to just one Super Bowl. That shouldn't be the case. And that's worked against him with me personally. Uh, of late because when I'm looking at all the crap that the Packers are dealing with with him, all the garbage, and I think, God, they got to have a couple of more Lombardis if they're going to put up with this. And they don't. And he's a reason why. He is a reason why. MVPs don't sell tickets? I think they, they help a little bit, to be honest with you. They do they, help. They I mean, tickets. you still have an elite quarterback at the helm. Lombardi trophies would help more if he was able to get uh, hey, some more of those than listen, he racked up. I agree with you for talking about I gotta go career beat the Bears tomorrow. Give, give me Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but that might be true for everybody this season, yeah. frankly. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are just getting the ball rolling. What is your take on this list? Did 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776? The biggest omission from the list. Is Dak Prescott actually a top 10 quarterback or do you think rationally? That's what you have to ask yourself. It's Canty and Carlin up next. Which quarterback was the bigger omission from this list? Was it Lamar or was it Derek Carr or somebody else? 
Kyler Murray, it's all there for you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, ESPN, put it out today. It is a process of 50 different voters that they came to this by executives coaches scouts players jeremy fowler helped put it together and we start with the quarterbacks today we'll also get to our two a days today we will have the denver broncos and the seattle seahawks fitting that we will have mina kimes later in the show it is canty and carlin on espn radio presented by progressive insurance amber wilson in for chris canty today amber if you're picking the largest omission from this list. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Who is it? It would be Lamar Jackson. That one's easy for me. And I'm one who's really high on Derek Carr. I think the leadership that he showed last season during an unbelievably tumultuous season in Las Vegas just cannot be understated. I mean, what Derek Carr has meant to that team. And and frankly, I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league each and every year. He just puts up such solid performances and sort of flies under the radar. All of that being said, Derek Carr has never won an MVP, right? Derek Carr is not not Lamar Jackson. And I think when you are keeping a quarterback with a 37 and 12 record as a starter off the top 10 list, it is frankly shocking, which is what's happening here with Lamar Jackson. I know that people have questioned at times, you know, the arm and all that nonsense that we've heard throughout Lamar Jackson's career. I just don't think that at this point, anybody Even considering this past season, like I don't think anybody has Lamar Jackson outside of top 10. So I was really surprised that when they pull votes collectively, he doesn't make a top 10 list. Uh, It's really shocking. He's the biggest omission omission by far. I mean, I think there's several quarterbacks I'd knock off this list with uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, listen, the knock on Lamar is going to be when you compare him to Dak. Postseason-wise, they have done the same thing. Here's what I know. If I'm picking one of those two guys based on skill set as to who I would rather face in a game, it's not close, and it's Dak. I would much rather face Dak Prescott than Lamar Jackson because just simply I I think Lamar is a lot more accurate than he gets credit for. I heard Keyshawn talk about this this morning. It's such a great point. Lamar Jackson is not in an offense where it's only, you know, dink and dunk and hit guys on quick slants So those numbers are not going to get inflated like they will for other guys who have high completion percentages. I think that works against Lamar a little bit there too. But that guy on any play can break the game wide open. And and that scares the daylights out of me if I'm a defense. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776.
Now, with Lamar, you are coming off of an ugly end of the season for him, where his last three full games when he was healthy, I mean, six interceptions, 13 sacks, he was blitzed on nearly every single play, and then he misses the last entire month of the season with an ankle injury. And so it brought up the concerns again about the durability, you know, a dual-threat quarterback. Does he rely on his arm enough? He certainly has gotten better about those things, but he didn't finish last season with a career-low 50.7. QBR. So there are, I guess, issues coming off of like our most recent memory when you and I were talking about recency bias and how it may be making an appearance on this list. And so maybe that's why Lamar doesn't make the top 10, but I just have a really hard time with it overall. Cause again, we're talking about a quarterback that he certainly should have already been paid. Uh, we're yeah. talking about a quarterback that is elite, and we're talking about a quarterback that does have an MVP on his young resume already. Let's get a call or two in here at 888-ESPN. Lewis is up first on ESPN Radio. Lewis, what's going on, bud? Hey, how you doing? I uh, love the show. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and say uh, you guys were making a list of who you would take before Aaron Rodgers. Um, how could you forget recency bias, uh, Matthew Stafford now? I mean, he's shown that he's elite and he's shown that he can win the playoffs. Uh, I'm biased. I'm an Eagles fan, but I would take Matthew Stafford as my quarterback. I love Matthew Stafford. I really do. I, even though they just won the Super Bowl, I don't know that I would take Matthew Stafford over Rodgers. And listen, I'll be honest. I'm looking for any reason to pick somebody above Rodgers right now. I'm so down on Aaron. Yes, there's a little bit of bias there on my part, and thanks for the call. But at the same time, even though he just won a Super Bowl and was as good as he was, I don't know that I can do that knowing how capable he is of throwing up a clunker. He's good. Matthew Stafford's good. You put him on the right team, he wins you a Super Bowl, right? He's good. He was always good. He was solid on a bad team as well for many, many years in Detroit. If we're talking about elite, like who you're taking over the reigning two-time back-to-back MVP, I mean, Matt Stafford to me isn't that in even part of that conversation. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what Matt Stafford just did. I mean, I saw Jared Goff, though, have success on that team. That's a very good team that was around Matt Stafford. It's uh, one of the main reasons that they won a Super Bowl. Like you said, he's got some ugly turnovers. He loves to cough it up. Sometimes he trusts his arm a little bit too much. It can be really ugly. I mean, he had two ugly interceptions in the Super Bowl. Speaking of him winning that Super Bowl, he tied Trevor Lawrence for the league lead with 17 interceptions this past season. Those careless turnovers, it's absolutely why there's no chance that I would take him above Aaron Rodgers in any scenario. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Where is the egregious mistake on this list of the top 10 quarterbacks for 2022? Quickly run them down for you one more time. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, in this order. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Not on the list. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and do, what do you got? Kyler Murray, Murray well. was the other honorable yep. mention. I mean, do either of us have an issue with that? I, I don't mm. even really think that I needed them to make Kyler Murray an honorable mention. Do you? Yeah, I'm not there yet with Kyler Murray. He's, I'm he not there his yet. Accuracy, you know, he got he got better this past season um, by the numbers, but yeah, I'm and not the there. team has Wait, gotten he's better not a top with 10 him quarterback. Quarterback, absolutely. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Up next. Has Aaron Judge 
already become the face of Major League Baseball. We'll discuss and tell you why he hasn't. That's right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Dean Carlin, ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson is in for Canty. Let's hit a few more calls on the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Andre in Massachusetts is up next on ESPN Radio. Andre, what do you got, bud? Yeah, thanks for taking the call. Listen, the Dallas Cowboys, they were first in points last year. Uh, I believe they were second in passing. Dak Prescott had himself a good year through for 37 touchdowns. I believe his quarterback rating was 104. But what happened in money time when they went up against the San Francisco 49ers? His uh, overall rating drops to, what, 54%? One touchdown, one interception, five sacks. So, no, I can't put Dak in my top ten. It's disrespectful in terms of what they're doing with Lamar. Unacceptable. Why? Because the man's asking for his money. And I also have my man Kyler Murray. He's a dynamo out there in Arizona, and you can throw in Derek Carr. Now, you got Mina Kimes coming in. Mina's big on quarterbacks, not wins, not being a quarterback stat. That's big. But it's big for me when you play for America's team, the most profitable franchise in the world. you got to win in money time, Dak. And he has a lot of stats, regular season, empty calorie stats, but he doesn't do it when it matters most. So, Lamar, put him on that list. There's no problem. Well, with listen, if, if it matters to you, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, and thanks for the call, I mean, he, Lamar and Dak – have the exact same postseason record. They're both one and three. So let's not jump up and down and talk about how postseason and, and winning big games. Like, my argument about Lamar over Dak has more to do with how I'm going to defend him. I've been surprised, though, that on this list, over half of the voters apparently left Lamar out of the top 10. Over half. Whereas all of the voters had Dak within that 7 to 10 range. Yes, nobody has him in the top five. He didn't receive a single top five vote. But it is pretty remarkable. And again, I don't quite know what's going on there. I kind of think, because I think those guys are are much closer, right, at worst, than maybe this list suggests. Uh, At best, though, I mean, again, Lamar, he's got an MVP on his resume so it's very hard for me to take Dak over Lamar because of that one reason Uh, if we are taking the entire body of work I think it's just got to be somewhat the Dallas Cowboys effect and maybe there's a little bit of sort of top of the mindness that's happening here when the voters are voting on this list Dak's always going to be at the forefront of your mind because he is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys there's no question and look I get it people look at him and they look at the numbers, and they think, this is a really, really good quarterback. I, I want to look at the guys who are really good, and they're elevating everybody around them. You know, I, I want to know those quarterbacks, because I don't think I can look at Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott. In fact, I know I can't, and say that he has gone and made other players better.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Not the weekend the Yankees expected in Boston this past weekend after it started so well. Got away from them a little bit. Ended up in a split. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. Amber Wilson is in for Chris Canty. You can follow us on Twitter at Chris Carlin, at Amber W Sports. Tweet at us. We'll get them in during the show. Right now, you can be a part of the CC call-in line as well at 888-SAY-ESPN. Yankees dropped the last two, and... The Red Sox, after losing the first two, it looked like they were in real danger of potentially getting swept. Uh, But the Yankees just did not play particularly well the rest of the weekend. And yesterday, even uh, last night, rather, on Sunday Night Baseball, even after getting out 6-2, Red Sox just pounded them the rest of the way. And, you know, it's funny. When you look at the Yankees, you can't ignore what they've done so far. And there's no thought to the idea that they're blowing a 14-game lead. They have been absolutely lights out this year. But a big reason why they have been lights out is Aaron Judge, and you saw more of him coming through in the clutch over the weekend. Amber, he's on the highest-profile team in the game. Is Aaron Judge the face of baseball right now? Well, I think if we're asking face of baseball, it's not necessarily the best player in baseball. It's not even necessarily the MVP this season, right? Because I know for me, it would still be probably right now or too early MVP voting. And Harry Douglas and I were having this conversation on air on Saturday on primetime. For me, it would still be probably Otani over Judge because I've seen hard hitters before. I've never seen in my lifetime what Shohei Otani is doing. I wasn't around for Babe Ruth, Chris Carlin. I know that might surprise you. So for (laughs) me, that would still be Otani. But when we're talking about face of baseball, it's not even necessarily who's the best or even who's playing the best at a given moment. I think that it has a lot to do with star power he's certainly on the right team for it right he's in the right market for it I also think the fact that he is a slugger I mean he hits the ball harder than anybody else in baseball it's flashy so you remember it Uh, so I do think that that certainly helps his case for being the face of baseball and then You know, we always say, right, where baseball is. Mike Trout could be sitting across from you, you know, at the next booth over at the diner. Most people probably have no idea who he is if you're not a real baseball fan. That didn't used to be the case. And so if we go back to the yesteryear faces of baseball, like if we consider the pinstripes and we're talking about like a Derek Jeter, I do think that most people, even non-baseball fans, would have probably kind of recognized who that guy was in that next booth over if Derek Jeter during his career career was sitting right there right and in part 
there's a presence to it. There's not just the the market and there's not just the pinstripes, but there's also a presence. And I think Aaron Judge has that. I think he's kind of got like that extra X factor. I mean, first of all, he's like seven feet tall. So he's <laughs> a very commanding presence in that regard. Uh, he's got, you know, a face that you remember, a presence that you remember. And so if we're talking face quite literally of baseball, then yes, I do think Aaron Judge's face might become more recognizable. The thing is, I'm not willing to put him there yet Carlin because the consistency the lack of consistency the lack of him actually being healthy for entire seasons and actually playing enough games I think that is what has hampered it frankly up to this point in his career it's been better the last couple of years but it's a fair point it's a very fair point he has been healthier uh these last two seasons and I credit the Yankees partially for that because they have kind of gone about it differently and they have had this you know the almost load management of baseball that they have worked with him a little bit the thing i would say is that the guy is so dynamic and there was the drama over whether or not he was going to sign a contract before the season started and the yankees went out and told everybody what he turned down if you watch him this year you have seen a guy that has done all of the little things that comes with being a superstar in the game where maybe he didn't necessarily do it before. Where he would, there was a a kid up in Toronto that caught a home run ball of his, maybe even two of them, I think, and the next day he, you know, brought him down to the dugout and had him and visited with him before the game and took pictures with him and all that stuff. It's not that he wouldn't do that before, but it wouldn't occur to him to do that before. I think he's actively trying to become that, Amber. And I think as much as people are going to hate this, I absolutely think something great that he could do would be to show up at the Home Run Derby and participate. And look, you could argue a couple of things. I don't want him getting hurt. That's fair. I don't want him screwing up his swing. That's not. If you can't get your swing straightened out off of a batting practice session, that's on you, bro. Okay, (laughs) whatever money you picked up this year, you deserve to lose if that's why you have a bad second half. He may not win. You can look at it that way, too. That's the problem. That's the one that concerns me. I don't like the whole, he can get hurt. I mean, listen, he can get hurt walking out of his house, right? I mean, he could get hurt at any given moment. I don't like that. I don't like the whole messing up your swings. You're right. It's a one-off. It's batting practice. Get out of here. I do put credence in the fact that if he loses, it hurts right now, particularly contract year, what he's on pace for in terms of homers, the season he's having the best one so far of his career. If he goes out there then and he loses the home run derby, I don't know if there's an upside for Aaron. Uh, Well, but uh, do you think there's, let me ask you this. He loses the home run derby, doesn't do well in it. And in the second half of the year, he plays just as well as he losing a dollar. He's not losing a dollar. Probably no, not. Like, his contract's probably not, uh, there's probably not much credence put on the home run derby when they're negotiating his next deal. I, I, mean, I think anybody's going to have to pay that man. Uh, to me, there is so much more reward in doing it versus what the risk is. And that's why I would do it if I were him. Because can you just imagine, like, Pete Alonzo of the Mets is going now to, do, to go win his third and announced today that he's going to be in it. Like, but does anybody know? I mean, does the average person who's not a baseball fan know who Pete Alonso is because he won it? Not yet. No, no, not really. But he's trying to be that personality. And I think if you're Aaron Judge, not that, not that Pete is ever going to be the face of baseball, okay? I'm not going to tell you that. 
Aaron Judge can be, and this is one of the ways you can go and do it. By, by showing up when all the cameras of America are on you. And I think it's, it also is interesting that you can take it and kind of stick it to the Yankees a little bit more. All right, I'll go market myself this year. He's already doing that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 